Hello, welcome back to Gold Coin. I'm Kathy Burgos, and I am so excited to talk to you today. Lately, I have actually been uh, seeing some images on um, social media, and um, for those of you um, who just listen to the audio, you won't be able to see the picture, but for those of you who uh, will be looking at the video, we are on YouTube, and I do have um, several platforms of podcasts that I am on, and I will, I will just um, have it at the end so that you can see and you can subscribe to wherever that you already do or you're more comfortable. So uh, enough of that. So I'm just, I really want to get to this subject. So the image is, for those of you who can't see the picture, is of a morbidly obese woman and an anorexic woman, and they are both kneeling on their knees and I, I, their heads are touching, and maybe their knees are touching, and it's a very striking picture. It's, whoa, you know, when you see the picture, it's, I mean, they're both nude. I was going to say it's not like a provocative picture, but in a sense it is. Um, you know, they're not like intentionally showing body parts, but the whole thing is, and I'm going to find out who took the picture and what exactly it means, but what the picture did for me was I immediately identified with the big woman. And uh, I was reading what different people were saying, and they were saying, wow, you know, I really relate to this picture as somebody who's lost a lot of weight, wanting to be the other person, you know, or uh, a lot of people are like, you know what, it's a mental illness, and it's something that, you know, that you really got to work on. And, you know, everybody was just you know, great, great ranges of conversation about it. So I wanted to look it up myself because everybody's like, oh, it's body dysmorphia. Okay, so this is the first time I've heard about it. And um, having a conversation with one of my friends a couple months back about it. So uh, it was interesting, it came back up again. So I was like, you know what, let me see. Do, do I have body dysmorphia? Um, I don't know that I do. Let me, let me read about it. So, oh my gosh. I started reading about it and I've read and read and read articles and you know doctors there's a there actually it's under um, people do not study it a lot it hasn't gotten the attention that it deserves from the medical community for whatever reason uh, there is a couple doctors and people who have really um, decided that they wanted to study it and um, there's actually a lady, Dr. Catherine something, I, I have all the information for you. And she uh, wrote a book called The Broken Mirror, I believe. And it was the first of its kind. So I begin to read, there's a couple organizations and foundations that are dedicated to it. And I'm, I'm looking at some of my notes here. Um, it's called BDD. So it's body uh, dysmorphia, you know, yeah, and they and they call it BDD. So, um, it's really interesting. <laughs> so what I read was that it's basically people who are obsessed with a certain body part. Now, typically, this is a typical study of this. It's people who are obsessed with features on their face, uh, such as their eyes, their nose, their mouth, or hair, and they typically will spend from three to eight hours a day you know, obsessing over their face, maybe the symmetry, maybe thinking their nose is too big or disfigured or something, or their hair. Um, from This is all the stuff that I've read about it. And um, they'll 
they'll do all of this stuff though they're obsessed and some of the people go so far where they won't even go out into public they're isolated they won't go to social functions because they are um they think they're disfigured they think they're ugly they think they are and they're not according to everybody else you know and um so i was like okay well i mean now <laughs> I, I love this topic because there's so many range of opinions and emotions and probably fact and fiction and everything in between. But for me, I was like, okay, well then I don't have it. <laughs> yes. You know, I know all of us at some point or another, we wish we had a different, you know, look or whatever, you know, people always have asked me, Hey, would you ever get, you know, we, you know, we talk about plastic surgery a lot, me and my friends, you know, everybody does. So uh, and I said, I don't, there's nothing I would change about my face. And not that I think my face is perfect because I'm sure, you know, my, I, I, okay, my nose is too big or my top lip is small or, but I said, if I change it, then I'm not going to be me anymore. You know, like I still want my look because then I'm going to look like everybody else. Um, living in LA for so long in Southern California you know, certain areas of the city, you can tell everybody has like, so, some people have a certain look. You know, I used to work in the marina, I've mentioned that before, and I would see a lot of celebrities and um, actors and stuff. And, you know, it looked like they might have all went to the same doctor. I'm not sure they looked good, but I'm just saying, I'm not against plastic surgery or anything like that. Um, so anyways, I don't want to get too far off topic but so I was like okay so these people they 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 pick up their skin they they imagine that there's stuff on their skin and they'll they'll you know they have all these rituals well where they'll look in the mirror or in shiny surfaces and now you're probably thinking I do that I do that are you have you ever walked by a building that's all glass and you're like you know or or like how, how about when you and all your friends take a picture and the only person you notice is you right okay so <laughs> This topic just really has me on fire because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, do I have it? Do I have it? You know? And so, um, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, I, I, yes, I obsess about the imperfections. I think, and, and pretty much most people do obsess to some degree. Okay. Men and women. And, and there was nothing about weight loss though. They did say breasts, you know, some people were obsessed with their breasts or their eyes or their nose or their face or their hair, you know, some people their waist, but it, it didn't go into, you know, being overweight or being underweight. And then finally, after reading so much about it, um, it did say that um, anorexia was considered an eating disorder that might be a sub of body dysmorphia. Okay, so now we're getting into weight loss and da da da. Okay, so I was like, okay, so I don't see anywhere where it says, because this is what I was thinking body dysmorphia was, okay? This was my thought. Um, and I'll tell you how it came about. Well, I know when I started losing weight, um, <laughs> I didn't always think that I looked very good. And, um, of course, you know, people are, when they're, you, this is, this was my thought. When you lose a lot of weight, people are not used to seeing you at your new weight and they might've preferred the way you looked at a heavier weight. Okay. So I know, uh, just recently within the last six months, 
people have began to make comments to me instead of saying, hey, you look really good, you look great, wow, I'm so proud of you, and oh, wow, you look nice, and it's gone to um, those type of comments too. You know, if you lose any more weight, you're going to look, you know, you're not going to, you're going to look sick, you're going to look like you're taking drugs, you know, your head's too big, your face looks really like um, drawn in, or, you know, you look like you, you don't look attractive. I, I have been told that, that I don't look good at all. My face, my body, that I looked better when I was bigger. And it, it, it's hard to deal with because you figure all the hard work, everything that I've been through. And for someone to tell you that, it can, it can mess with your mind. You know, it can mess with your heart. You can say, well, I ain't tripping, you know, I know who I am, Right. But there can be times where you're like, man, is that true? Is this people just don't want to tell me, right? So getting back to body dysmorphia. So what I thought it was, was when sometimes I look in the mirror, I still see the 350 pound girl. I, I look at my stomach. I look at my legs. I look at my arms. I look at my chin area because, you know, and, and I thought that's what it was, that whenever you see yourself, it's like double vision. Some people call it double vision. When you see yourself as your former self and it's not reality, you're not the same. So uh, that's what I thought it was. And I'm reading all this stuff about body dysmorphia and it's not supposedly that. So I think, okay, I'm not done. You know, I would really love to do just really quickly. I would love to do like a... a like an Instagram live or, and I don't really like those things, but I might start liking them because I would love to hear what other people have to say. I would love to hear of other people's experiences and what they've learned and what they've gained, even educated guesses, uneducated, you know, because it's such an interesting topic. And I really believe that it needs to be talked about more. And in all the articles that I read, it says that it's been underserved in its research, basically. I don't think people can understand it because <laughs> it's, you know, it's a trip. So anyways, so going back to, that's what I thought it was. Sometimes um, I would go to a restaurant and I used to not be able to fit in booths. And I would be so deathly afraid every time we went out to eat, which I love to go out to eat, of course. But I was afraid because I was like, what if the restaurant doesn't have tables and chairs? Because I already knew I couldn't fit in a freaking booth. Okay. And how, how, how can you be eating when you have a table like this to you? And you're like, <gasps> you, you can't. So, you, you know, and I would always be like, soon before I would even walk in the door, I'd be like, hey, ask them if they have tables and chairs because I can't sit in the booth, you know? It's like, so, so now sometimes that will still happen to me. I'll go somewhere and be like, oh man, what if they don't, what if they have just booths? It just because I thought like that for so long that I still sometimes think like that. So that's what I thought body dysmorphia was. <sighs> Anyways, you don't know unless you know. Some people might be watching this and like, oh, you're crazy. What are you talking about? But it's just, it's when you live with morbidly obesity or any overweightness and you have to kind of adjust different things and do different things. It be Like I said, I've said it many times, it becomes your normal. So that was my normal. Always making sure there's tables and chairs and no booths. How sad, right? If they if they if they didn't have table and chairs, I wouldn't go. Like, nope. What? It's Michelin star? 
uh, restaurant. Nope, sorry. They just got boost. I can't go there. Look up Michelin star if you don't know. Very good places to eat. Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> this topic has me like, wow. So I'm reading about that and they're, they're saying that it usually starts in adolescence and um, it, it works its way up. A lot of people don't get treatment. A lot of people take medication for it. Um, they have cognitive therapy. They have, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is serious. You know, did I have that distortion or double vision of myself before I was heavy? Because like I said, I got heavy in my 20s. No, I didn't. But that doesn't mean I didn't have, I don't have body dysmorphia, right? Because mine, I feel like, so, so I was so big for so long that like a doctor explained to me, because I thought if you lose the weight, your body's just going to, your skin is just going to shrink back. Or if you work out, work out, work out, and not, not, not so much cardio, but um, muscle training, the muscles will fill it out. Well, I carried like an, an extra person on my, you know, of fat for so long that my body, no matter how much exercise, no matter how many weights I lift, it, yes, some of my skin did go back, but not all of it. And there's nothing I can do about it. Genetics, age, there's so many factors. Some people, oh my gosh, they lose 100 pounds and they look like, you know what I mean? Or, you know, just like somebody, if you ever seen them, they were pregnant, and you're like, dang girl, you had a baby, right? It's genetics, it's skin, it's so many factors go into it. Everybody is not the same. Nobody is the same, okay? Some people can drop it and their skin tightens right back up and bam, it's like elastic and, you know, it's there. Mine did not. And the doctor told me, look, you carried it for so long. Your age, your genetics, there's so many factors. You, you know, if you want to get rid of some of that skin, probably you would need to get plastic surgery. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. That's like 10 podcasts. So anyways, going back to body dysmorphia. So then I finally was like, okay, well, so then what is everybody talking about? The big girl and the skinny girl? That, well, that's not. So then finally, I find some articles on, it's called phantom fat. Um, another term was body image distortion. Let's see what else did I find? Um, yeah. So then there's a, lot, a whole other host of doctors and people who um, said, yes, body dysmorphia, like a lot of weight loss people had double vision or they had body distortion images where they would see them, they didn't see themselves as how they really were. Now I could relate to that. So I'm like, okay, so is this body dysmorphia? Are they combined? I think what it is is that there's not been enough re research and study on it and they're all like interconnected, related or subs in some way or cousins, you get it? So it's like, um, you know, because eating disorders are kind of like a cousin of body dysmorphia and anorexia is a sub and then, you know, body, uh, all these, all these terms, you know, uh, what was that other one? Uh, body image distortion. So... I was like, wow, you know, so how do you get past this? What do you do? What have I done? I'm a lot better. And that's why you do need a coach or a good friend, somebody you could talk to, because if you are experiencing that in any way, you do need help. I'm not saying, hey, go get on medication, go get therapy, but you need, it's, it's negative and it's, 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 
not good for you. It's hurtful because you can get stuck there, you know, and, and a lot of times, um, and people who haven't lost weight, they don't understand it. You know, there, I, for me, what I've noticed is there's triggers. Things will trigger it, like going to a restaurant. That'll trigger it where I start feeling, oh my God, there's anxiety because I'm not going to fit in the chair. I can fit in the chair now most times, but not all, but you know, for so many years I couldn't. Or, uh, some people I've heard this never happened to me. I used to think this was wild. I would hear people say, um, when they lost a lot of weight, um, oh, when I go into a store, I automatically go to the plus section. Girl, not me, honey. I avoid that, that section like the plague. <laughs> so when I would hear other girls like myself or, you know, women who have, or men, whatever, they're like, oh, I, I, I still go to the plus section on accident. Like, girl, are you serious? Like, I thought that was so wild. But it was just like me not being able to go to a restaurant thinking that there's a, a booth or a table or a chair. It was the same thing. It was like you still went to the place where you always did. You still thought of yourself as that person, even though you weren't no longer. So, you know, so everybody has different things. So for me, like I said, um, I'm going to talk about some solutions before we end. See how much time we have. I could just go on this. We even have like part two, three, four, and five on body dysmorphia and, and um, what was that other one? <laughs> body image distortion. So, um, a couple months ago I've had, um, I went to the doctor, I hurt my leg and, uh, I, you know, I just went after work or whatever and went, went, went in there and I got weighed and I think I was about 10 pounds, maybe 10 or 15 pounds heavier than I am now. And I went in there and of course, you know, they weigh you, they da da da, da. there's a BMI chart right there. And, um, of course I'm still considered overweight. I've lost 165 pounds plus. I'm still overweight for my height. Uh, so I sit down and the first thing, my first time meeting this doctor, first thing she says to me is, um, you know, we really need to get you on a plan. You know, she was, oh no, no, no. This is what she said to me. She said, do you have diabetes? And I was like, <laughs> even when I was 350 pounds, I didn't have diabetes. Thank you, Jesus, right? And I said, and, and, and all of a sudden, I had like this sinking feeling in my stomach. And I started to like, kind of like get clammy. Like I was going to start like, you know, and I was like, uh, no, why? And she's like, she's looking at me and I go, and mind you, she was not a thin person. She wasn't, I, I probably was smaller than her. She wasn't like a, a fit person. You know, and she said, you don't have diabetes, are you sure? And I was like, she said, you know, we need to get you tested right away. And you know, you, and I was like, are, are, are you saying that because I'm overweight? And she's like, yes. And I'm sitting there and I, I, I'm in my chair and I don't know if I should like yell at her or cry. I felt like the 350 pound girl that I used to be. I mean, immediately, all those feelings, all those perceptions, everything. And she was like, oh yeah, we, and I, I said, well, I, um, I exercise and I try to eat right. And she said, oh, I, I need to see your plan. She was so like, 
like, you know what, you need help. You are overweight and we need to get help for you right away. We need to get you tested. We need everything done in you. And I was like, I didn't even have a doctor say that to me when I was, was 300 pounds in here. I think it was like maybe 168 th that day. <laughs> you know, my weight might fluctuate three to five pounds, you know, in a month or something like that. And I was like, you know, and I, I, I just, I, I don't know if it was because I had drove so far to get there. I had worked all day. Like I was tired, you know, I, but I just was so upset. And, I, and, and, you know, of course I tell my friends and like, did you tell, did you tell her how much weight you lost? Did you tell? And I said, no, I didn't. And, and, and I say all of this to say, to tell you this, when people would compliment me and tell me, man, Kathy, you look so good. And I would never feel it inside of me. I didn't, you know why? Because the people who had never met me still thought. I was an overweight person and I knew that I don't know how I knew that and that day with the doctor like proved it to me sure I could have told her sure I could have whipped out my before and afters I got a whole camera full I got a whole phone full of them but I didn't want to it's like it's like the the fear realized you want to know what a person who's never seen you before thinks of you. Do they think I'm thin? Do they think I'm petite? Do they think that I look good for all the weight that I've lost and all the strength training and cardio and all the, the nutritious foods that I eat and I have been for going on, you know, quite a long time, many years now. This doctor who's trained in, you know, taking care of people looked at me as a very overweight woman still and she really was like on it like you need help i need to see your plan we need to get you you know tested and i was like oh my god everybody else who doesn't know me from before still thinks i'm overweight that shouldn't have bothered me because it's really about what i think right and then just like a couple months before or a little bit before that, I had somebody tell me, oh, you look horrible. You, you, and not in those words. You, you know, you should, you look better when you were bigger. So it's like, I'm hearing these two things. And, you know, you try not to let what other people say affect you. You try not, you know, and then you got your own thoughts, your own, what is it called again? Body image distortion thoughts, your body dysmorphia thoughts. It's like, how do you navigate right? How do you navigate this? Your positive self-talk is one of them. You have to be able to change that internal voice. I did a podcast with um, Gabriel the other day. You can listen to it. And he's like, what is, you know, what were some of the biggest obstacles? And I didn't really mention that part, but he was like, you know, what mentally made you go for it and not give up and continue with it? And it was changing that internal voice. And it takes time and it takes practice and it takes help and it takes support. And you know, that's one of the reasons why I do what I do, why I developed plans to help coaching people because I saw that I needed it and it wasn't available. Yeah, I could, well, I could read a thousand memes. I could 
put my picture before and after and have people tell me, wow, great job. But it would only last for so long. I had to develop that inner voice within me that said, no, you're not, <laughs> you're not what they said. Whether it's a doctor, whether it's a relative, whether it's a friend, whether it's a well-meaning person. And, you know, because people will say things and they think that, have you ever had like a reverse compliment? It's like when somebody compliments you and then right afterwards they insult you, you know? It's like, oh, you look so good, but oh, you better tone up that skin, you know? Like, oh yeah, you know, work out, you know, you know, start lifting weights because, you know, you're, you, you got to tone up now. You, you, you really need to tone up. Honey, you need to tone your mouth up, right? That's what I feel like saying. But it's like most of the time I'm so shocked that people have the audacity to even say things like that. And I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure, ooh, things have been said. And it's like, you know, I'm typically not the kind of person that will, you know, say anything to people about their appearance, you know, probably because of, you know, things that I've been through with my parents or I'm very quick to compliment people because I think that sometimes people have beautiful teeth I love white teeth when I see people smile I'll tell them oh my god your teeth are just beautiful <laughs> it's weird I know if I've ever told you that please disregard me don't 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 pay attention but I'm more of a person to compliment than to not so when people aren't that way towards me, it's like, okay, well, you don't like my eyebrows. These are my real eyebrows. They're so thick, like Frida Kahlo. Like when I was a kid, people, people thought I was a boy. They did. Because I think it was because my eyebrows are so thick, you know? It's like now it's like in to have big, thick eyebrows, even without like, you know, a little bit of touch up or whatever, they're thick, thick eyebrows. Anyways, back to the subject. So, um weight loss people who have lost a lot of weight or people who have who are are very thin and think they're bigger so it's body distortion body dysmorphia um double vision fat fan, phantom fat there's all these terms out there but people really some people have studied it some people are you know there's so many things and it's you know there's some i have some really great tips and a really good solutions so for me, I don't have it daily where I think, oh my God, I'm this, whatever I used to call myself, right? Because I know we could talk to ourselves very, 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 and be very damaging. I think that I could be more critical and more damaging to me than anybody else could be. And I'm sure that you are too. Whether you've lost a lot of weight or you haven't or you want to, you know, you can look at the memory like, girl, you need to you know, <laughs> you need some Botox, you need to, you know, so a lot of these people going back to the people with body dysmorphia, they do seek out plastic surgery and uh, plastic surgeons are, are, are starting or maybe have been uh, educated to see the red flags. And how many of you guys have seen Botched? Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that show. Um, so, and there's people who they're, they're not happy. It doesn't matter how Somebody would say, you look perfect. You look like a Barbie doll or a Ken or whatever. That's another syndrome. Uh, they still don't feel good about themselves. There's nothing that's going to make them feel better. Journaling is another thing. 
um, getting that help from somebody else who understands. I fought it for so long. And that goes to, I don't have a lot of time left. I don't want to go too long. But um, when I first started losing weight, the reason why I had so much shame and I didn't want people to know that I had surgery or that even that what I was doing to lose weight because I did not see myself accurately. I knew I was a big girl. I always say I'm, I'm a big girl. I was a big girl and I, I got a big heart. But I didn't realize how big. It's like I had a blind spot. We all have a blind spot when it comes to ourselves. It's like, how did you not know? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> how did you not know? I knew it was like a denial thing going on. So when I would see pictures, I was like, oh my gosh. What? What? How could I have even went out of my house like that? And I have to shake it off. You know, I have to shake that off. Because you can get depressed behind that. You can be like, oh my gosh, you know what? What am I? You know, you could just go, 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 go. And that's why a lot of people say, you know what? It's easier to stay the same than to change. And you know what? You feel like that. But I want you to know that you're probably like myself and perfectly perfect. No matter what size you are, color you are, where you came from, who your parents are, where you were born, how you feel about yourself, you are amazing. You have a purpose. You are stronger than you think. And you are loved. You say, nobody loves me. I love you. I care about you. I had to develop that inner voice. I had to develop it. I had to grit. It's called grit, baby. It's called grit. Grit got me up every day to exercise. Grit got, made me pick Brussels sprouts over french fries. Grit made me say no, not next Monday, today. There's a lot of techniques, there's a lot of strategy, there's a lot of work, but it's good work. And you won't be the same. You're gonna be like that. Like Moses says, you're a butterfly now. No, but for real, I just, I, I, I am here for you. There's a lot of people out there, you know, who, I have my own coach. I go to coaches for like macros and exercise because I'm, I don't, I don't have, I didn't have all of that education and knowledge, but for inward work and development of your stamina, of your capacity, all of that type of stuff, that's me. And I had to do it on my own. Yes, I've taken some courses. Yes, I've done all of that kind of stuff too. But I know that I do have a special gift and I know that it's so important all of that kind of stuff, it, it, it works. It works. You ever see those people with so much confidence? They're just like, man, they light up a room. They can walk into anywhere and be like, boop, 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 you know? They develop that inner voice that says, no, I am the prize. I am the queen. I am, you know, king, whatever, you know, talking to men, talking to women, talking to all people. I am royalty. I can do all things right? Yes, you can. It takes guts. It takes grit. 
well, I don't want to keep you too long. Like I said, I'm going to do, I know I'm going to do more on this body dysmorphia and this, um, I just can't get over this term body image distortion because it's so real and it's, it's reality and a lot of people suffer from it and I believe it can stop a lot of people on their weight loss journey. It could stop you because you see yourself as one way and it's not reality. You know, it, it almost stopped me so many times because I thought I wasn't getting anywhere. You know, I talk about the magic number on the scale, like, oh, I'm going to get to that magic number. And no, there's, there's not a magic number. You know, and then a lot of people will tell me, well, you know, the BMI, that's for a certain ethnic, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just, that's just for certain people. Like, you know, if you're Mexican or you're black or you're Latino or whatever, that BMI chart doesn't apply to you because, you know, we have different body types and da, 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 you know, and that could be true. I need to study that. I need to find out because for so many years, it's like that doctor told me you're overweight, you need help, you know. And I didn't, you know, fight her back and say, girl, you just don't even know. And no, I didn't because it just confirmed that when people see me, they still see an overweight person. It was kind of devastating to me because I was like, wow, you're still the fat girl, you know? But no, that inner voice that I've developed over the years rose up within me. And I did talk to a couple of my friends and different things. And I said, you know what? All right, I'm going to keep working on me. I'm going to keep, keep on keeping on. I'm going to be stronger than my strongest excuse. I'm going to be the healthiest I need to be for my frame. Whether somebody thinks that I look horrible because they think I look too thin or somebody thinks that I, I look horrible because they think that I'm overweight. That's their opinion. That's their perception. And I'm not going to let it stop me. And you can't either. Thank you for being with me tonight, or it's, it's night where I am, but I am, this topic just has me going, and we're going to talk more about this. I definitely want to have someone, I have, I just started that Instagram, so when I get more followers and get some feedback and do some polls and see if people would love to talk about this topic, because I believe talking about it and exposing the lies about it and exposing the truths too can really help a lot of people so that you don't think you're all alone and that you're stuck with that double vision or that <laughs> body image distortion. I just taped it to my computer. No. Yes, like I said, there are certain things that have triggered me, like that doctor being insensitive or, you know, the restaurant thing. I don't have that as much anymore. I, I don't think I've done that in a while, but at first I used to. But you can fight back now inside and say, no, no. You know what? I may got a, a, a long ways to go, but at least I'm headed there. And be confident. Nice talking to you. Follow us on Instagram, goldcoin145. I will list all of the platforms that I have the podcast on. And I'm so excited to have you join my team for development of yourself and your weight loss journey. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Talk to you soon.